Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning and welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show this morning. This is Jake and our sponsors today, Texas Insider Fishing Report. The Belleville Meat Market, CCA Star Tournament, Texan Roofing, and Boyd's One Stop. All right, looking at weather, 74 down on the island in Galveston. And today, partly cloudy, a stray shower or thunderstorm is possible. That's maybe a 10, 15%. High of 81, winds east-northeast 10 to 20. A little different in the last few mornings. But uh, tonight, a few passing clouds, low around 75 east-northeast 5 to 10. And then for tomorrow, sunny skies high around 85 east-northeast 10 to 15. So looking at tides today, these are Galveston channel, channel tide predictions. We have a low at 2.14 a.m. this morning. It was an 0.0, so we'll be on that one high tide a day, a high at 12.02 p.m., a 1.4, 6.22 a.m. is sunrise, 8.10 p.m. sunset. Our moon phase is 23%. All right, looking at uh, current conditions offshore, the buoy out there, 22 nautical miles east of Galveston, is showing an east-northeast wind at 18, gusting to 22, water temp 80 degrees. And at Eagle Point, it is northeast at 15, gusting to 17 with 82-degree water. And Morgan's Point, it is north at 8 to 10 miles per hour. Water temp not available. So a little breeze this morning starting out. We got spoiled all week with this beautiful weather. All right, let's run over to Sabine Lake, and let's check in with Mr. Bill Watkins. Captain Bill, good morning. Hey, man, how are you? What up? <laughs> we are. <laughs> That's right. We are up. So... What's with this northeast wind syndrome? That's I don't know. It uh, 
You know, I was on a really good bite yesterday morning when it was calm. You know, we had like a north wind at five, and then those yeah. uh, storms, you know, petered out and didn't come to the coast, and uh, it was real calm and beautiful. And when that wind went northeast, man, it uh, it cut the bite in half. I mean, we still were catching fish, but it just messed things up somewhat. Oh yeah, and it's kept the uh, it's kept the light dirtied up over here. Yeah, and the lake was real pretty and clear, but now we got that northeast wind and a little bit of fresh water coming out of both rivers. Right. So that's that's the issue, and that's moving down and mm-hmm. keeping. Uh, of course, you got the the north north levee wall is still holding fish. <laughs> that that area gets bypassed a lot because of uh, the way it's laid out. The fresh water flows around that. Goes mm-hmm. more down the middle. Uh, now on the northeast wind, it'd be pretty choppy and difficult to fish over there. But on the northwest or just regular north, that's a pretty good spot. I'm right. getting I get reports all the time about them catching trout over there. Uh, the bank fishermen just that's the bank fishermen's mecca around here. They can catch fish over there most any time. Right. And, uh, I don't fish it very often because uh, I'm having to, you know, there's a lot of bank fishermen throwing back out at you and this and that. And sometimes they get upset at you for floating past them. <laughs> so I try not to, I try not to invade their territory too much, but uh, it, it's kind of concentrated our fish. Now when that water, that water starts clearing and uh, the fresh water quits coming down, it's going to change everything. Those fish will go right back up north where they like to be. But right now, it's uh, it's pretty much Sabine Pass and just north, just north of the Causeway Bridge, about a mile or two, and uh, and then over on the west side, you know, the South Levee and the North Levee. You get the right conditions over there, you catch those fish. And uh, there's still there's still some trout up in the middle channel. It's it's kind of odd how this is going on right now, but you can catch fish all right. You just gotta find them every day. Every day I'm having to fish a different spot. Now that's kind of odd because once you get into your summer pattern, like we're kind of getting into now, uh, it it stays into a kind of a pattern and you'll find fish several different places. But right now, every time I go, it's like, okay, I might as well go ahead to the wrong place first because I know it's going to happen. Yeah. And, uh, move two, three, four times. And all of a sudden there they are. And that's <laughs> once you find them, you sit on them and wear them out. That's just how it is right now. Are you you having any trouble with fresh water over your way or there's a little bit. It's starting to uh these uh big time tides we're on. It's yeah. uh starting to disperse it, you know, get rid of it and the water's coming back real clean. I think that's why our up my way our better fishing is later in the day because that incoming tide brings that good uh salty green water, you know, mixes in yeah. with that uh stale looking fresh water. That's and, right. Uh, I watched it turn over this week. Just you know, 
from running because I ran all the way all the way over to East Bay and all that area on Monday and Tuesday. I mean, I fished everything. And mm-hmm. uh, I watched that water just completely change when I'd come back across and come back home in the afternoons. And, and it, uh, yeah. so it just, it's just mixing in. That's what, it, that's what we've been fighting for 40 plus years doing this, but you just got to yeah, fish around it. Right. And, you know, the fish I caught yesterday were, the water was kind of dingy. It was about a foot visibility, but it had that green and brown clarity to it. Kind of like, it kind of reminded me of Sabine Lake. And, man, I, that's the water I prefer with lures. I think that they just they just go off better. You can keep them going longer, and uh, they're hunting more, and they just stay interested for a whole lot longer. But, man, once that northeast wind, when I... I don't know. I wrapped it up about one thirty yesterday. We caught a lot of fish yesterday morning till about ten thirty, eleven o'clock, and then I just kept pecking on them and pecking around. And it uh, once that northeast wind got up and started kind of white capping, boy, it was a tough bite. It just kind of shut them down. I don't know whether it stirred that water up underneath that I couldn't see and caused it. I don't know, but uh, yeah. Most fish came from like two to six feet in that range over shell. Had to be on hard bottom. Yeah. Had to be on it. And full of be, eggs. Yeah. Oh my God. What a spawn we're going to have on this next full moon. All those fish yep. were just busting with eggs. That's right. I'm seeing the same thing. And uh, that's that's the whole story over here, too. You got to be fished on shell of some type. And we had uh, some decent good. fish, you know. We probably had eight or 10 around a 22 inch range. 21 22 yeah. most of them were 18 19s just you know it's getting getting better it's coming back but uh it's i'll, just t- gonna take I'll take time. that every day that's that's yeah, no I'm, problem i'm just spoiled i want some of that five to seven stuff man <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> we're yeah. we're throwing them back anyway so it don't don't matter now we did gut hook seven yesterday i had to throw in a live well and uh, one lived after all that time out of all the gut hooks. All the rest of them went belly up. That's why I didn't let them throw them back. I said, man, I'll flay them out for you when we get in. Yeah, really. Well, it's, uh, yeah, that's that's the size fish I'm catching. They'll run, you know, every once in a while you get into a school of small ones. But, uh, and that's what's telling me my recruitment is really good over here. We run into a lots of schools that had eight nine inch trout in them. Goodness! And uh, they were so they were so small you couldn't even hook them, but they were eating shrimp. Now those little guys were they were doing it. And these them Cajuns were, are licking their chops, man, because it won't be long. Uh, They'll be twelves. I can keep them <laughs> twelve oh inches. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> well, uh, it, you know, if it gets up to where they. They implement the 13 and a half rule. They're not going to do it. They they killed all that. They're just going to leave it like it is. I know. They're going to just go ahead and drive it in the ground and break it off. They were catching too much heat from, you know, a lot of the a lot of the uh, outfitters, you know, the guides and everything. And just, oh, man, we can't do that. And uh, so. that makes their life so much easier if they would change that. <laughs> That would make the guide's life a whole lot easier. But they know, they know that down on the coast on Texas, I got big fish. Okay. 
and they realize that if they don't have the numbers draw, they don't have nothing. They'll have to grow their way out of the problem, just like we are. Right. And that's that's why they're yelling and screaming. But <laughs> I think that uh, they're making a big mistake in the long run. Well, the numbers people they all they all head east to go uh, meet all. And uh, yeah. over here, you know, I mean, if we'd have been keeping fish yesterday morning, I mean, it would have been over in 10 minutes, you know, <laughs> and then you just pull up and leave. But uh, we just catch and release and keep fishing and moving around and trying different stuff. And, man, oh, yeah, lures didn't matter yesterday. We were all throwing all kinds of different stuff. And I even had one guy, he put on a silver spoon. I said, boy, that went out of style years ago. And he he throws out and catches a trout. I'm going, well, it still works. I didn't say it didn't work. It just went out of style. <laughs> I have I have to eat those words every once in a while. I've got a few people that love to throw a silver or gold spoon. Hardware, man. Yeah. That's hardware. real hardware there, buddy. <laughs> they always manage to smack a red or two when they do that. Mm-hmm. The redfish still We never caught a red yesterday. But I tell you what, it was clean. It was all pure trout. We may have had four or five throwbacks out of all those fish we caught, and uh, no gaff top. That was a bonus. Oh, no oh, gaff. I caught a couple. Of, I caught two the other day, and that just freaked me out. <laughs> Boy, my I wrist is that. sore from Tuesday flipping them off with pliers. Man, <laughs> East Bay is—I've uh, never seen so many gaff top over there. Oh Lord! Oh. That's why I didn't go yeah. back there yesterday. I said I had enough of that. Yeah, when they get into a place, they just seem to dominate it. Oh, they I've just take over. over here. Oh, yeah. And they'll smack a lure just like, <laughs> especially soft plastic. They can't leave it alone. Mm-mm. Oh, man. But uh, our jetty water has been absolutely beautiful. I'll, I bet with these winds down, the surf, man, I saw I, a lot of people I know, they caught, they caught them good in the surf this whole week, Monday, Tuesday, and yeah. Wednesday. Beautiful trail. Yeah, Should have been magic. <laughs> Should have been magic. But, it's been a long time uh, since I've seen that guff that flat for that long a period in the month of May. That's right. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh June the 12th or 15th got here pretty early this year. <laughs> yeah, it did. Well, it's not El Nino. Now we're in that La Nina. You know, we get more rain, but uh, less wind. Uh, it's, you know, all of that is a mystery to me, but I'll tell you. It is me, too. Here. It sounds good, though, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. Sounds like we know something. Sounds good. Uh, but that, that jetty water, there was one day I went out there about noon. And the the north northeast wind settled down and got down to about two miles an hour, and that that was the top of the high tide, and you could see down five feet in that water. It was beautiful. Boy, that's and gorgeous. The jacks and the sharks and the bluefish oh. and the critters were just dominating everything. I had a bluefish bite my bait off right at the boat yesterday. I saw it. It was a little one, about a pounder. Just bit it off yeah. right behind the hook. Ruined a yeah. brand new little John I just put on. Yeah. 
tough as a little John is, they can sure. Oh, he bit off. through that like you know a knife through a hot knife through butter. <laughs> Let me knock yeah, this break out, Bill. I'll be right back at you. Hang on a second. All right. All right. Well, you know, folks, if you want to know the latest and greatest in fishing, tune in to Texas Insider Fishing Report Thursday nights at 10.30 p.m. on Bally Sports Southwest, or you can find it on AT&T Sportsnet. This show will give you a fresh fishing forecast before the weekend so you can spend more time catching fish. And the Texas Insider breaks down the state into six regions, three freshwater for bass and crappie enthusiasts, and three saltwater for the guys who want to catch trout and redfish inshore and tuna wahoo and marlin offshore so join dave farrell brie gabrielle and my friend captain rick murphy to know what's hot and what's not every thursday night at ten thirty, fridays at 7 a.m and 5 p.m on valley sports southwest or at&t sportsnet check it out sports radio 610 presents the outdoor show with captain mickey eastman Good morning. Welcome back Don't to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning. Let's go back and talk some more with old Captain Bill this morning. All right, Bill, we're back, buddy. All right, man. Well, over here, I've had these, I've had these rushing high tides in the morning. Oh yeah. And it's it's stirring up sediment. It's blowing in so hard. And I bet. once you you run into that problem, you know, then you've got you, the fish just won't, they won't bite right. The trout are going to stay off out there in the channel somewhere fiddling around, and they won't come up on the ridges because that, that current is blowing so hard that it's rolling up sediment. And when you when your high tide peaks out, it clears, and it slows down. Current slows down, and it clears. That's when you get your fish. And uh, if you get I'll have to lake, agree with that. That same thing going on over here. The guys down south of me where that tide's real strong, like where you're fishing south in your lake. Yeah. It's running so hard it kills a bite. Oh, yeah. That's right. But the, if you get into the lake where the current is not so strong, then yeah. you, you have a whole different situation. So, you know, you find fish in the lake, you can work them just like normal. But there's uh, there's quite a few, quite a few Texas-sized legal fish, uh, and even more so in the Texas water, where it's totally separated mm. from Louisiana, right? Up the, sh- up the channel up there on the west side, all of that stuff has got uh, has got a lot of eighteen to twenty-three inch fish. That's solids. Yeah, those and are solids. I find them in Louisiana too, but it's. Uh, you have more of a different range of size of fish over there. Nursery and, uh, fish. You know, Texas, yeah, <laughs> hey, you know. That's, but, that's, hey, that's uh, where all the marsh is, you know. That's where all the marsh is. And, and that's that's where those fish are raised. Yep, there's a lot of fish in those marshes right now. The way the, way the rivers come down and the way the freshwater flows, it backs up a lot of salt water into that Calcasieu Sabine Marsh. And there's, you know, just enough salt water in there to keep those fish going on. Yeah. And it's, you know, when you got a northeast wind, you're going to have real good fishing in Coffee Ground Cove and all the way down to where it starts bending back west again. 
So that's this area that a fellow needs to fish. And then uh, on down uh, just above the Causeway Bridge and on down toward the jetty. So mm-hmm. you got, you know, two or three separate areas right now that's holding fish. And uh, early in the morning sometimes I have, uh, I'm having a struggle. I have to catch one or two, move, catch one, move, catch one. And then as soon as that tide peaks out and slows, the water clears and uh, you get down about two foot visibility and it's on. And you can set your watch by it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just gonna, it's going to happen just like that. And I'm seeing some good fish caught up. I've seen several in the five pound class here lately and one seven. So uh, things are happening, you know? Well, it ought to be. It's May and it's calm. Yeah, right. Man, if it's calm and it's May and uh, you're not getting them good, you, know, you, you might want to go to the golf course or something, try something a little different. <laughs> That's right. You know what I noticed uh, yesterday, too, is uh, there was a pretty good mixture of male trout mixed in with all those females. It's like yeah. they're they're getting ready. And I, um, think they're, I think they're fixing to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we got a few a full moon coming up in a few days, so here we go. We're what about quarter moon now, so Yeah. And about that uh, first week of June with that full moon, it's gonna go off big time. They're gonna start squirting. Yeah. I mean I think a lot of it was a lot of our fish in the lake retarded their egg growth because of uh I don't know, late season coolness or maybe too much fresh water. Well, or they'll do that, whatever. but, you know, due to the salinity levels, you know, they'll wait till the salinity gets right. They'll, yeah. uh, and then is it, if they need to get them ripened quick, they'll go real shallow and, uh, in warmer, hotter water. Get ready. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, they're starting to, to develop the late ones. Their eggs are starting to pooch out. And uh, they're getting ready. But I think there'll be a, a pretty long spaced out spawn this year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's it, nature's way of uh, of healing itself. Uh, those trout have about 90 days that they can, you know, get it done. I think this and, next uh, full moon spawn is going to be our best one of the year. That's going to be the big I one. I think so, too. I think so. I believe that's uh, when a lot of them will do it. But uh, it's, uh, it's you know, at least like I say, I'm seeing recruitment. I'm seeing all those small fish. That's that's going to be fish we can catch next year and year after. So it's it's looking good that way. And uh, I could every turn. year, every year the the fish get a little bit bigger. And it's uh, it's starting to happen. I think. One or two more years, we'll see more seven-pounders over here. And then, uh, you know, barring some event like Harvey, that was... <laughs> or that freeze we had two Februarys ago. Yeah, that wasn't any good either. Wow. But I'm seeing I'm seeing pictures of a lot of pretty fish down south. I mean, oh, yeah. That's there. a whole different fishery down there. Yep. And they and take care of it differently than we do. Yeah, that's true. They, uh, the guys that catch most of them don't really 
eat that many. <laughs> and besides, you got that slot limit down there, so yeah, that's a. Uh, but that's even before the too. slot limit, all those guys were uh, releasing everything over twenty inches. They yeah, were keeping, I you know. You know, that 16, 17-inch range for table fare and uh, let the bigger ones go. Yeah, the bigger ones don't taste as good as the smaller ones anyway. No, they don't. They've got, you know, they've been alive longer, and they've uh, got more impurities in them. You know, they just get a, you know, look at us. As old as we are, cannibals wouldn't want to eat us. They'd take a something <laughs> young and tender. <laughs> they don't want some old shoe That's leather. exactly right. <laughs> Old nasty yeah, tasting. Could have wanted to chew on something like that. That's it, man. <laughs> oh shoot! But I, I will tell you though, every, just about everything we threw uh, yesterday or yet day before, all was it, it didn't matter much. If you were on the fish, you caught them. I mean, we used the strangest colors, and some guy brought out this plastic, soft plastic lure that was. It looked like a catawpa worm. It was black and chartreuse, laminated. And I right. thought, he ain't going to catch nothing on that. Well, yes, he did. <laughs> he, caught, he caught as many as everybody else. I said, well, I, I've seen it all now. It don't matter what it is. If you get on them, they're going to feed, and you, you'll catch. And topwater fishing hadn't been that great except real early. Uh and then every once in a while, when you least expect it, you throw it out there and catch one. But uh, the uh, I have not been throwing a lot of suspending baits here lately. A soft plastic bite has been so good, I, I'm just hanging Yeah, it's it. hard to... Man, you're in the middle of fish and catching fish real good like that. It's hard to just switch over. Yeah, it is. And try to experiment and figure out what else they'll hit. Uh, I do a little bit of that when I get my people catching fish. I'll... I'll play with stuff like that, but you know, if I got three people, four people in the boat with me, I I don't throw anything with a treble hook on it. I just no, nah, it's too risky, it. man. I almost lost an eye to that one time. Everybody yeah. throwing top waters, but I mean, that's all we get those fish to eat out of the boat. They were just smacking top waters. They didn't want anything else, and yeah. uh, that was a scary moment. Yeah, it should have had my it, glasses on, but it was so dark and foggy that I had to yeah. take them off. And uh, I just reached down, and that guy was gliding about a seven pounder into the net, and that super spook shot out of that net and hit me right in the right eyeball. Luckily, oh, I closed man. my eye. And uh, that's terrifying. The uh, eye on the very end of the super spook where the line ties, that's what hit me. And it put a little hole in my eyelid, and it was bleeding on the inside into my eye. I couldn't see out of it because, you know, the blood scared me to death. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You just don't want that to happen. And, and then all the, worry. you know, casting. And, <laughs> and oh, yesterday yeah. was, it, I had a good crew yesterday where they knew to look behind them before they cast because it was weird. The way I was having to set up on these fish, I had an incoming tide, a strong one from the south, and then I had a northeast wind, and I was having to just, man, it was just zigzagging, holding my bow into the wind, but holding us on the target spot because it uh, it got too rough. To, the power pole just wouldn't hold in that shell once it got rough. 
And uh, yeah. so I just had to hold the boat just right with a trolling motor while they uh, cast it in different directions. And then when you find them, everybody throw in that direction. And uh, you got to have good fishermen to do that because if you just got some yahoos, they'll, they'll start hitting each other in the back of the head and hooking each other, and it gets ugly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't get much of that anymore because uh, I'm, I'm, I kind of cater to a different clientele like you do. Yeah. It's, uh, of course, I have to I have to do the meat hunt game over here because I'm straddling the border. And uh, some of my people, most of them have gone to being real conservation-minded. But every once in a while I get some, hey, man, I want to get all the fish I can. Right. And, uh, you know. That's the game I have to play. Yeah, I, I was looking at a bunch of gut pile pictures on Facebook yesterday from over in Louisiana. Man, <laughs> they pile them up over there, buddy. I thought our stuff looked gaudy. <laughs> Five fish apiece, that's nothing. I mean, they got them piled up. Just, and all these grown men standing behind that table with their mug in the <laughs> picture and all those dead fish anywhere from 12 to 16 inches millions of them i figure funny. anywhere from, i figure some of them are 11 and a half inches <laughs> some of them do look kind of suspect i see that a lot yeah. but uh who knows oh yeah we got top yeah. waters that big we throw sometimes <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> all right bill well i gotta run my friend i'm up on another uh, break if somebody wants to call you about coming over and fishing with you how do they get a hold of you Four zero nine six seven three nine two one one, or fishsabinelake You got it, man. All right, buddy. Well, hey, have a good week, and uh, hey, keep catching them. We'll take all this weather they want to give us. We'll take it all. That's right. Yeah, amen, brother. <laughs> all right, buddy. Hey, thanks, Bill. We'll see you. I'll talk to you Saturday. See you, man. All right. All right. All right. That's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake, and I need to take a moment to tell everybody about the Belleville Meat Market. This week, they're double-featuring their peppered bacon pecan smoked sausage and dirty rice pecan smoked sausage. You can try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available. And on special, uh, fresh pork tenderloins, two packs for $1.99 a pound. You can smoke them, pan, sear medallions, or even create your own stuffing to fill them. And now serving homemade hot dogs and pulled pork in their barbecue section, with custom processing on pigs and calves all year long, and you can actually order a half calf or a hind quarter, and you can have it processed any way you like it. Wild game processing, they're making their Vinny dogs and hog dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. You can bring something home from your hunt. The entire family can enjoy all year long, celebrating 41 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Captain Mickey for the 34th annual CCA Texas Star Tournament. It's all brought to you by your Texas Ford dealers, Tilson Homes, and Academy Sports and Outdoors. Sign up today and take advantage of over a million dollars in prizes and scholarships for inshore and offshore divisions. That tournament will crank up this weekend. It'll run all summer long through Labor Day with 120 tagged redfish released in Texas inshore waters. That betters your chances of catching that fish of a lifetime with other species to fish for inshore, like gaff top, drum, and sheephead. Or you can offshore fish for great prices when you catch red snapper, ling, dolphin, and kingfish. Go to startournament.org for rules, entry, and prize information. 
And the CCA Star Tournament is brought to you by other great sponsors like Mercury Marine, Shiner Bach, Hall Power Polaris, Mountie Boats, Texas Fish and Game Magazine, ABC 13, Cryptek, and Coastline Trailers, just to name a few. Go to startournament.org, 713-626-4222, and sign up today. From the Twin Peaks Studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 436 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's uh, go up to Tornado Alley and uh, at Lake Conroe and check in with the fish dude, Richard Toss. Richard, good morning. How are you, man? You know I'm good, Mickey, but you ain't kidding about Tornado Alley. What? Your wife good got night. a picture picture of that tornado that I saw? Ah, uh, yeah. She, I don't know where she got that from, but she picked it off off of Facebook somewhere. Oh, okay. I thought she got a picture of it. Look no, good. No, but yeah, it <laughs> looks real good. There ain't no doubt. But it's, I tell you what, that's something else. And it's, uh, I mean, it's just everything from Huntsville all the way down here to Willis is just, it's just still north, northeast side of this lake ain't got no power. It's two days into it, too. Really? It's all right. Oh, yeah. Right here, uh, Corinthian Point. Cape Malibu over here, they still without power. They're generating wow. from the So, and there's like up there where that that where she you see saw that picture. There's a big old pole there, and they showed it all over the news. That big pole, it was yeah. broke over right there by Jack in the Box and all that. That thing had transformers on it, and they're all laying on the ground. <laughs> there's so many mm. transformers laying on the ground. It is unreal. I know there's at least four of them here on Calvary Road. There's a, there's a, up there in Huntsville, there's, there's at least three of them that came off of that pole that was broke over right there that you saw all over the news and everything, but good night. It's, and they, they're calling, they're, they're saying it's a microburst. It wasn't no, wasn't no tornado. Baloney. I call baloney on that one. Cause that's, yeah, they were saying it was some kind of microburst with straight line, 80 mile an hour winds and all that, but, uh. Guys. Yeah, you tell these people that's got these trees laying on their house over in Corinthian Point that it's just it was a micro Because, <laughs> I mean, there's so many trees broke down over here, and they're laying on people's stuff. I mean, everywhere. So it's, yeah, I don't, I don't they call it straight line winds or whatever. It, it knocked a bunch of stuff over. I mean, it's, it just, it was weird. But, but uh, I mean, I was under the barn working on the boat. I didn't even pay no attention to it. it I saw the wind start blowing and everything, and I was, I just piled up under there doing some grinding and stuff. And every day it was raining until the water started coming in. And I go, what the heck? <laughs> and uh, look out there, my wife goes, well, she was already at home. She goes, you don't realize what's going on? I said, I didn't have a clue. <laughs> she showed me some pictures. I go, dang it, that's pretty that's that's pretty wild there. But it's, uh, you know, she said, yeah, them trees was whooping all around. I said, I didn't, I didn't care. I was on the farm working. So as I know, and then like yesterday, uh, I was supposed to be bass fishing yesterday. I did go bass fishing. This is I didn't have nobody with me. They 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 saw a little storm blowing in. Some of them just wait till about eight o'clock. It'll clear out. And it before even before then, that dang storm just broke apart and and dissipated. It never even got a drop of rain here at the lake yesterday. So that was that was, uh, that was a weird little storm because it it looked pretty nasty, like another one of those from the day before, you know, because it, it was blowing in hard and heavy. And then when it got to about Navasota, it started splitting apart and went south and north. 
and just split the lake and it never even rained. Yeah, so, I was watching that. Uh, well, it was uh, Tuesday evening. It looked like, you know, what y'all had, it was coming my way, but it, it petered yes. out before it got here. And then yesterday morning, you know, yep. I'm getting ready to go the, fishing, and, you know, you just kind of feel it in there. And I looked at radar on my phone, and I said, no, man. You know, I know. it looked like I, it was going to hit about the time I was going to put in, but it, it fizzled out, too, before it got to the coast. Thank goodness. I, I mean, that's that was what's so weird about that one yesterday. The one the day before, that rascal, it, it blew in, and like I say, it, went, it, it was a pretty much a straight line, though. It went from basically Huntsville to you. I mean, it just, or right. Madisonville, it started about Madisonville, and it started pushing mm-hmm. down, and then it just went straight down to you. And everything in between, you know, between Huntsville and, and just north of Conroe here in Willis especially, it just hammered everything. Then it kind of slacked up, and then it got down there. I thought, man, they're fixing to fire it up around Baytown now. And it just, it like, it just kind of died dissipated. out. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's weird how they'll do that, but. I'll tell you what, it was pretty nasty when it was when it was up here blowing. There ain't no doubt. According to everything I've seen, because like I say, up in Huntsville and and down here in in uh, Willis, that's all here on this northeast corner of the lake. There's just no power. I mean, everything's still out. They got they got so many power trucks staging at Hobby Lobby there in Huntsville. It's unreal. <laughs> like when I went by there this morning, there was about fifteen of them in there. So, and then then over here. Right here at the Solway, there's there's a dozen of them sitting in their parking lot right now, because <laughs> they've been you know they've been working all you know like first thing this morning right. they'll get back after it, you know just hammering on it. Now I'm sure they're waiting on transformers because like I said, there's the dang many of them laying on the ground. But anyway, them yesterday the bass did pretty good. I was, I got I got out there just messing around and caught a couple of bass and I. Was, run into some crappies so I tried to catch a few of them and they did okay they weren't bad but I was trying to fish some deeper offshore stuff so just looking looking at some some deep stuff that they everything should be moving to in the next month or so because it's yeah. uh, you know we're almost into June and the dang water up here still ain't really settled down it's finally down to normal anyway but it's you know they've been it's been so high for so long the fish are just not acting like they normally act you know, Sunday morning, I don't remember how much weight it took, but it didn't take a whole lot of weight for the Sunday morning tournament as far as bass. So it was like, like uh, I don't know, maybe 18 pounds, and it dropped to like 10 or something like that. But, it's mm-hmm. you know, normally this time of year, you're, they'll catch, you know, 25-pound 25, 25 sacks, 24-pound sacks, and then start tapering off about June. But but uh, then it'll start picking back up because the, uh, the, the brim starts spawning, you know, the, around the middle of June, all in through July, so those brim beds will fire up. People will be catching the, those bigger bass off those brim beds. So, but right now, like I say, with the dang water doing what it's been doing, it's just nothing's nothing's normal. So it's kind of refiguring out what's going on. It's not hard to do, but you got to look. You know, that's the thing. If, you, if you're not, if you try to stick to the old ways of doing things. You know, like. Like uh, years past, uh, you ain't gonna catch them the same way this year because of the way the water's been. So, but we got plenty of grass. I mean, that dang doe eel grass and that's and, good uh, pepper pepper grass. It, it got some little coontail everywhere. I was fishing in one little corner. I was frog fishing in one little corner yesterday, right here by the marina, and uh, 
was, I was in there. I had one little fish blow up on the frog and everything. And I was sitting there just fiddling around with power poles down and all. Because it's, it's a pretty good little corner. And every time I'd, I'd look around, there was another snake. There was dang many snakes in this little <laughs> spot. I bet there was a dozen of them back there in that little corner. It's like, goodness, what are y'all doing back here? But they, they were just piled in there, just all waiting for snakes. a big old bucket mouth to eat them. I know that's what it is. That's what I was expecting. I was waiting on one of them because I thought, man, one of the snakes going to get ate by one of these bass because they, they're just cruising around in there, and some of them are fairly small, you know. So it's, yeah. uh, you know, they were they weren't, you know, they were maybe two and a half foot long snakes so they were just young but the, the, I mean, they were cruising around everywhere they'd get next to the boat and I'd cut the trolling motor on they'd run away so they just had to give you snakes but uh, I, I don't know like they were going to run out there and see what them catfish want to do I'm pretty sure they're going to fire up pretty hard and heavy yeah I so, don't think that'll be a problem <laughs> no I don't think so okay. I don't think so them rascals, they always do you have do you have much wind up there this morning we got a little bit Not, down here on the coast out of the northeast yeah, I got a little northeast wind up here, but it's not much. You know, I'm gonna say less than five miles an hour wind. You know, cause, well, that's, you know just that's no just wind at all, up. man. That, yeah, it's, that's that's just put a ripple on the water, exactly. And that you know, the main thing is get that ripple on the water. That's what I like. You know, I, I, that, yeah. When it gets just dead calm, man, it's horrible. And the fish, I don't think fish just like it. I don't know what the deal is. with with calm water, and they, uh, where there's no ripple on it, where they just don't like it. But right. I can't, I, I can't get them to eat as good, you know. Uh, especially even catfish. You think, you know, catfish, no matter what. Now, when it slicks off, they'll slow down on you. I mean, you still catch them, but they slow way down. You know, where, where normally, if I got a little ripple on the water, I can catch thirty fish in thirty minutes. And with, when it gets slick, you catch maybe twenty and thirty. So, yeah, it changes a little bit. So, but a lot of people don't ever pay no attention to it. They're just glad to catch a fish. <laughs> you know, I got I got right. one guy up here. He keeps asking me, man, how you catch all the fish? I tell him, do this, do that, and he he comes in and I, I ask him, how'd you do? I caught one. Man, come on, <laughs> something right there. You just got you know. And the the biggest thing about about the the way I catfish is, you know, it's totally different. We've discussed it before. River fishing versus lake fishing. Lake lake fishing. Put a treble hook with a weight on top of it and put it right down there on the bottom. And then just you're going to wait on a little small bite. You Sometimes you won't even feel it. You just kind of raise up and there'll be some resistance. Kind of like there. a crappie bite, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of just like, like they're just sucking on it, you know, and it's, you just you barely, you barely even feel it. I mean, sometimes you won't feel it at all. Like I so say, you just raise up and there'll be a little resistance. And then, you know, like, then like, like river fishing, you take a, like a Carolina rig. Put you right. a weight, swivel, and a leader, and a hook out there with some cut bait on it. Chuck it out there, and uh, is that because of the current? Yeah, it, I mean that's because of the current and way that most of the time when you're river fishing, it's you're catching more blue cats than you are channel cats. And mm. the blue cats like they they like cut bait better than they like stink bait, you know. Right. And with these channel cats, they just in a lake situation, channel cats, blue cats, it don't matter. They like that stink bait no matter what. Stink bait, chicken liver, shrimp, anything like that, you know. I mean, but you know, the thing about that liver and stuff is, I used, to, you know, I quit dipping stuff a few years ago. But when I dip stuff, <laughs> well, that's that's a salmonis, salmonella thing. I done got that stuff three times. That, huh. that ain't no fun. 
No. You're on a toilet with a trash can in front of you for three days. <laughs> yeah, <that's> a... <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee uh, you that ain't no fun. So but that's why I kind of don't like doing that. That liver, the, Boy, the liver stuff. This conversation turned crappy real quick. <laughs> it did, didn't it? But, but then, the, you know, what? one thing I noticed about the, like these gentle cats and stuff out here on, on the lake is they like that shrimp. I don't know why they like the shrimp, but they like the bigger ones like the shrimp. You know, uh-huh. the, you don't you don't catch quite as many small ones. But the way I look at it is I ain't going to use shrimp. I'm going to eat that shrimp. That's not, that's well, not for the fish. Shrimp's for eating, man. That's what I'm talking about. I ain't using there you go. All right, brother. I got to roll. I'm out of time. Hey, if somebody wants to call you, Richard, throw them out a number, man. All right, Nick, anyone get in touch with me, 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudetx.com or just check out the webpage, fishdudetx.com. Yeah. Put a put some of that primo pinch between. Yeah, the two there you drums. go. There you go. <laughs> that stuff there will make you fired up too. Yeah, it will. That'll make you do it. All right, buddy. See you. Have fun. All right, Richard. All right, now let's go to Matagorda and check in with Captain Charlie P this morning. Charlie, good morning. How are you, bud? Morning, Mickey. How are you? Oh, I can't complain. It's all good, brother. Same here. Enjoying this beautiful weather for a change. Well, I'm telling you. Boy, that uh, low humidity in the mornings with a light north breeze. I mean, y'all surf got to be going off over there, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, we had quite a crowd this weekend. but Did you? It's been it's been slow since. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the, you know, everything's on the surf. Right. Everything. And, and the fish aren't any, everywhere. you got to hop up and down and find a little ball. Right. Get away from the sharks and skip jacks, but oh. <laughs> I know we were sitting out there. Something happened on that east east beach. I never did find out what exactly. Somebody uh, somebody said that somebody got hit by a shark because we saw a lifelike come in. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, but uh, you know, I what never on y'all's I east never, beach. Yeah, and that was Sunday, and. Uh, uh, you know, somebody in the boat next to me said that they saw something on the internet about somebody getting hit by a shark, but uh, it was either a fisherman or or somebody on the beach and not hearing about it. I kind of figured it was probably a fisherman who got careless or something, but uh, I'm sure somebody will say something about it. I, I really, I don't know what yeah, I hadn't. I man, it's just quiet. I hadn't heard anything about it yet. I did see a video somebody tagged me in yesterday of a giant hammerhead inside of San Luis Pass, almost beaching himself, feeding. Yeah, I don't doubt that. And I so don't doubt that. The guys that were videoing it were standing on the bank. <laughs> they weren't waiting. <laughs> I, I don't blame them for that. <laughs> no. Jesus. That shark was aggressive. It was getting after it. Huh. That hammerhead, he's scary looking. Jesus. Yeah. They'll hammer you. <laughs> I don't know. I went. We went west wading Tuesday, and I wore one of those those shark anti-shark devices the whole day, and I didn't see a shark. You know, not like I have been. I've been seeing them everywhere we go. Here it is, a 
listener just texted me something from the Bay City Tribune. Said Shark Bite reported at Matagorda Beach. That was I May figured 23rd. Somebody. Yeah. Yeah. The man was life flighted to Houston after being bit by a shark while fishing at Matagorda Beach on Sunday. Hmm. That's what we figured. We figured it was a fish. Uh, I was bitten. The man caught a shark, and while measuring it, it, he was bitten on the back of the hand after the shark moved. So that's uh, human error. Yeah. There you go. That's exactly what we thought. Exactly. You know, I'm not not even going to go there. What? That's, (laughs) you know, talking about it. It, uh, I mean, if you play, I mean, if you play with snakes, you're going to get bit and you mess with a shark too long. People don't realize how they can turn that head, you know, curl around and bite you. And, you know, that's like playing with a, a mad pit bull. Leave it alone. It's the same thing. Same thing with a stingray. If you're hook one, you know, while you're in the boat fishing and. Let him have the hook. I cut cut the damn line. That's it. Cut the damn line. Let him go. He'll get rid of that hook. And who cares if he doesn't? (laughs) Yeah. I I caught one on a a lure and about a month ago in the boat. Normally I just cut the line, but I for some reason it was barely hooked, and I was going to, you know. Get it up, pressed up against the boat, and I mean, that tail swept by, and I mean, it almost got me. It was close. They can so they can move that tail around with precision, like you can your hand or your finger. You know, it's, yeah. Uh, play with fire; you're gonna get burned. Got to be careful. You got to use your head. So, yes, that is it. And if I was a shark and somebody caught me and drug me up on the beach and then was trying to measure me, I'd be mad too. I'd bite them too. Yeah. Just, uh, you know. Yeah, I've seen on seen a lot of pictures on Facebook lately about uh, people in the uh, on the beach in Florida and sharks are swimming right out in front of them. There's been quite a bit on that on the internet lately. There's there's quite a bit of sharks in the water these days i mean they're uh they're a thriving species yeah they are you know and i i thought a few years ago they were saying there was a shortage of sharks or something well that's why they put that limit of one you know a day on them and uh it's uh hey you're gonna hear more about more bites, more encounters with them because there's so many of them, so many people in the water and fishing and all that stuff. And so, actually, yeah. uh, that shark bite wasn't a, a mad shark roaming the waters of Matagorda and biting people. It was uh, human error. Yeah, I've never heard of that anyway. Roman no. shark bite. People. I mean, if sharks were uh, going to just swim around and bite people, you'd hear about a dozen bites a day, as many sharks as there are in the water. Yeah, and stupid people. Yeah. Well, I don't give a, I don't give them a chance. You know, if they get bad in the water I'm in, if I'm waiting, I'll just get out. And I'll move somewhere else. Fishing's not going to be any good anyway. When the sharks show up, fish quit biting. 
Absolutely. You'll see me gone quick, I tell you that. I concur, my friend. All right, Charlie. Well, I got to roll. Hey, if somebody wants to call you about coming over to Matagorda and you won't put any sharks in the boat and let them get bit, uh, you'll just break the damn line. How do they get a hold of you, buddy? (laughs) Cell phone, 713-725-2401. All right, bud. Charlie, have a good day. I'll talk to you Saturday. Be safe out there, man. Take care, Mickey. All right, buddy. All right, it's time for our top-of-the-hour break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 